0: Good God's children. Here is a servant of God, Pastor Dr. Geshe presenting it's about School Hour from Herald Broadcasting Network. Here is presenting lesson number 11 of the third quarter 2021. Titled Longing for More. This is in context in the context of the entire quarter's lesson which is titled Rest in Christ. Rest in Christ. Last week we had lesson 10, which was titled Sabbath Rest. We saw the Sabbath as a blessing. A holy gift from the Holy God to the holy people. A sign that we are God's children. A sign that He blesses us. A sign that He sanctifies us. Sabbath is indeed a blessing to those who observe it. The Lord requires that everyone within our gates should observe the Sabbath. But this I welcome us to lesson eleven. Which is titled Longing for More. A memory verse is taken from the book of First Corinthians, chapter ten, verse six. It reads Now these things took place as examples for us that we might not desire evil as they did. Talking about Israelites there. The central message of this week's lesson. that God had proposed God had proposed right from the beginning of creation to give spiritual rest to humanity and to Israel as his chosen nation God had to revoke the promise of rest even though Joshua gave Israel a physical rest in the Canaan land land of promise God's promise of spiritual rest was not realized because of Israel's unbelief and hardness of heart. However, God preached the gospel to them, these Israelites, through types and shadows and rituals and sacrifices. Uh, the gospel failed to profit them. That's what Paul is trying to let us know we ought to beware of. Why did it not profit them because of their lack of faith? That same gospel had been preached and is still being preached to us today. Therefore, we need to be careful to avoid the dangers that Israel faced. We deny them that rest which God proposed. God in the Old Testament preached the gospel to the Israelites in types. Now those types are often neglected today among Christians, but indeed they are of spiritual significance and therefore Israel's experiences as have been written down. they stand as examples to us that we might avoid their pitfalls. That is very, very critical. Okay. And that is the essence of this lesson. Israel failed to obtain that rest, and so Paul argues that there remaineth a rest for those who will enter into it by faith through Christ. Paul captured this argument in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, reading from verses 1 to 11. You know, Israel wandered in the wilderness. Until all of them who left Egypt died in the wilderness, except two of them, that were Joshua and Caleb, men of faith who trusted in God's grace to take them to the promised land. Israel trusted in those symbols, the shadows, the types, as a means of salvation, and they rejected the object when He appeared. Ah, the truth is that the types we are pointing to Jesus Christ who oh, was their deliverer and who is our deliverer. Egypt stood for the, the land of slavery, it stands for sin and satan and Christ came to save us from our sins and not in our sins and so on. So many, so many rituals that they had to experience. And for instance, the crossing of the Red Sea symbolized individual baptism or death to sin and renewal in Christ Jesus. In the wilderness, the people of Israel ate manna, bread from heaven, as Exodus 16, verses 31 to 35, tells so us that manna symbolized Jesus Christ. Was oh, the bread of life? John 6:48 called Jesus the bread of life. As they were eating manna in the wilderness, that was a pointer to the bread of life, Jesus Christ, whose uh, supply never fails. Again, they drank water from the rock. First Corinthians 10:4 tells us that the rock i gave them water again symbolized jesus christ even christ referred himself uh, to himself as the living water they can refer to the book of john chapter 4 verse 11 when jesus was conversing with the woman at the well also israel had the gospel preached to them through rituals and blood sacrifices all of which pointed to jesus christ the sacrificial lamb john the baptist testified that jesus is the lamb of god that taketh away the sins of the world you can read again first peter chapter 1 verses 18 to 21 but we need to you know ponder over lord sacrifice why blood Why was blood required? Leviticus 17, verse 11, says that the life of the animal is in the blood. And therefore, blood was very, very, uh, very crucial in any sacrifice that was to be made. uh, The ritual of sacrifice that God commanded to Israel, we can read about in the book of Leviticus, chapter 4. Verses 32 to 35. Uh, Here we see that the mercy nature of uh, sacrifice, the whole process of atonement was uh, symbolized here. That the only means by which sinners can be made right with the Holy God was by sacrifice. The death of the sacrificial animal is a type of. Uh, Cry Jesus, who was to come, who has come, and the ministry He administered on our behalf. We need to think it through. We need to think about uh, how bad sin is. Sin must be so really bad that He took the sacrifice of uh, the self-sacrifice of one member of the Godhead, that uh, Jesus Christ Himself in order to atone for it. Think about uh, what this teaches us as to why we must rely only on grace and never on our works of self-righteousness. We can never add anything to what Jesus Christ has already done for us. That is why our salvation is by faith in Christ and Christ alone and by faith in his atoning death. But we have a lot of lessons to draw from the failure of the ancient Israelites. You know, the God of creation set two major goals for us in the way back from creation. Number one is to give us rest, you know, spiritual rest. And the other is to teach us faith. And the grace that God had given to us. And that was exactly, these two goals were exactly what God was said to present to Israel. The first is to give them rest in Canaan land, and all through persevering faith in His own promises. Persevering faith in His own promises, which they had to obtain by faith and faith alone. And then teach them lessons of faith uh, Through Jesus The grace of God through Jesus Christ That was why he gave them so many symbols All shadows pointing to Jesus But they failed to enter into that rest And uh, the fact was that they said two people Just Caleb and Joshua The rest of them perished And uh, They also failed to accept Christ's atoning death but rather they clung to the symbols, those rituals and shadows as a means of salvation. Why did ancient Israel fail? This we need to emphasize. They failed because of the hardness of their heart, because of their unbelief, because of the lack of persevering faith in the promises of God. Rather, they clung to their works of self-righteousness. They rejected God's solution through Christ. And that was the gospel that was preached to the early church. They accepted and they are still preaching. That was Paul's argument in the book of Hebrews chapter 4. beginning from verse 1 to 3. When we read through the entire argument that Paul presented in Hebrews chapter 4 verses 1-11. And one thing we find there that Paul emphasizes the that they are remaining are uh, a rest. They still have to enter into rest. That is referring to the ancient Israel. What is the remaining promise of entering his rest? Referring to how does Israel's experience during the Exodus and the wilderness wandering? offer additional insights into the idea of entering into God's rest. We need to uh, draw some inference from our commentaries, our scholarly commentaries made on the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. Let's just try as much as possible to go through those verses and then we will look at explanations and make meaning. Verse 1, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering is rest. Any of you should seem to uh, come short of, come short of it. That's Paul writing here. This is the same warning that is given in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 to 12. Now God had planned, as I said before, for Israel as a nation to enter into uh, both physical and spiritual rest. We can see uh, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 11. But they failed, and uh, Christians today are in the same danger. And therefore, they need the same admonition, lest they fail to enter into that rest. And uh, this is uh, a very important, a promise being being left. Paul oh, talks about the promise being left. The promise of entering into God's rest had <coughs> not been withdrawn as a result of Israel's repeated mistakes. Uh, the promise remains valid and is repeated to each successful generation even till this day and paul goes on in verse 2 to say for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them that is israel but the word preached profited them not did not profit them because was not mixed uh, with faith in them that had it and them that had it no faith you know what Paul is saying here the gospel uh, simply means good news so Paul says that's, uh, he's trying to say something like this we have been gospelized just like the ancient Israel you know we are also gospelized now they were gospelized through uh, the symbols the gospel were to them through types and shadows rituals but it, 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 you know it was the same as that that uh, same gospel pre- proclaimed by Jesus Christ himself the same gospel same gospel when you go back to Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 to 2 Talks about Jesus, the Son of God, presented the gospel, the Word of God. The gospel preached did not profit Israel. What does this mean to us? It means that unless the word preached meets with faith on the part of the hearer, it cannot benefit him. You can see Christ's sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 to 27 talking about uh, you know receiving the gospel and believing and doing it because uh, believing is one thing, doing is another except our gospel mixed with doing that is of no effect even the effectiveness of Christ's message in his own time when he was here on earth was limited by lack of faith among those who were his direct audience and of nazareth it was said that jesus did not many mighty works because of their unbelief we can find that in matthew 13 verse 58 now this principle of faith you know is illustrated in the parable of the sower matthew 13. you know the heart Unto where the gospel falls is very very important. Whether a good soil, a good heart, prepared heart, or a hardened one, and so on. Now Hebrews chapter four verse three continues. For we, which have believed, to, to enter into rest, as he said. You know, as uh, I have said in my rocks if they shall enter into my rest although the work was finished from the foundation of the world as Paul presented here and what it simply means is that we we who have believed we who are in christ we who are christians are entering or accepting god's invitation into his rest by faith today not like the israelites who depended upon their own works of self-righteousness. Again, rest here means the same spiritual rest into with God that invited the ancient Israelites. You know, the rest of the soul that comes with full surrender to Christ and with the integration of the life into the eternal purposes of God. Isaiah spoke about this in Isaiah 30 15 you know, and uh, also Jesus spoke about surrendering, surrendering, you know, to take up Christ's load in Matthew uh, 11 verse 29. So what does the poem mean here? It simply means that Christians, one by one, you know, entering into the same spiritual rest which uh, formally God formally proposed the ancient Israel should enter in, but from which they as a nation were now barred from entering. Christians must enter into this thread by faith. And Paul again emphasizes the beginning from verses 3 to 8, talking about Hebrews chapter 4. Now here Paul says for the evidence for his conclusion. Paul's line of argument, you know, is quite several, and we need to take them one by one. Paul said that God has sworn that literal Israel should not enter into his rest. But nevertheless, God, you know, God was at war for entire mankind. God's purpose for entire mankind was settled right there from the beginning. From the foundation of the world. And then, next, Paul is trying to say that to prove uh, that God achieves his purposes, Paul, you know, he points to in verse 4 to the works of creation. And God set out to create this world. He completed his work of creation and his rest on the seventh day testifies. To a completed creation. Therefore, in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verses 1 to 3, what is referred to as uh, the, the finished work, that uh, God finished his work or ended his work, it actually means that uh, you know God completed creation. That's a testimony that God is able to uh, finish what he has started. That is good news for us, you know. That emphasizes uh, God's power to begin and to end. Hebrews chapter four, verse five. You know, God made an oath that ancient Israel should not enter into the rest. You know, and uh, that is repeated and repeated. Again, the fact that in verse four, God is capable. Of accomplishing what it says out to do as illustrated in the works of creation. That is a, a settled fact. The completed creation as specified by God's rest on the seventh day, the seventh day is Sabbath, the seventh day of the first week, is evidence uh, to us, for us to know the unchangeableness of God. His purpose can never change. No, God's purpose can never change. So the key point here, another Paul is trying to bring up. is up. He's saying that God had proposed that His chosen people should enter uh, into the should not enter into the rest, but uh, to whom it was first preached, you know, to them it was first preached, and they were barred from entering. Into that rest, because of their unbelief. Therefore, Paul concludes in verse six that it it remained that some some must enter therein. Some must enter therein. That means we still need to seek for more rest. You can see the link of this part of Paul's argument with the title of this week's lesson: Uh, More Rest. More rest. That's what we are desiring. Since it we have not apprehended or comprehended or accomplished this rest, we still need to seek it more through diligent faith and persevering belief in the promises of God. And that is simply what Paul is saying here. This with is aptly and properly titled, and We need to seek more rest. Not desiring more, longing for more, because we have not yet accomplished it, uh, just like Israel never accomplished it, and so that's the point Paul is making here. That's reminded that some must enter therein. There are those who walk by faith, whether they are, you know, uh, literal Hebrews or spiritual Hebrews. Now in verse 7, Paul gives evidence of his conclusion by pointing to Psalm 95, and to the fact that the failure of the earlier generation neither altered God's original purpose, nor withdrew the original invitation. We can compare this to the great invitation which Christ preached in the book of Luke chapter 14. That great banquet, Luke 14, 16-24. The man made a banquet and sent invitation over and over and over to the people, the Israelites. But they rejected until strangers were invited and they came in. In verse 8, Paul draws the uh, further inference, further inference, further conclusion from verse 7 which was read earlier that God's mention of another day in the time of David is evident that although Joshua had indeed given Israel rest in the literal land of Canaan as we see in chapter 3 verse 11 he had definitely not led them into the spiritual rest which God had intended for them to enjoy and same verse 9, Paul draws further uh, conclusion. You know, from the entire verses of uh, 3 to 8, Paul now finally concludes uh, that, you know, to be certain that there remained therefore for the people of God and there remained rest for the people of God. In summary here, what well, Paul is trying to let us know that despite the fact that God's plan for this world, we have fixed at the beginning of time, He wrote His uh, solemn promise to Israel, the promise of rest in the promised land. course the promised land was is a typology of uh, heaven, that we will go. It is. Uh, he assumed that God does not change, and He will carry his plans to completion. Of course, Malachi 3, 6, that God changes not. On the surface, the changelessness of God and the reversal of his promise to Israel appear to be in conflict and, of course, incompatible. That's incompatible with the character of God. How do we resolve this uh, conflict? The solution of this dilemma is... Uh, Paul's argument In verses 4 to 8 The answer is that the, chain, un, the chainlessness Of God's purpose Has not been affected By his reversal of the promise Made to Israel uh, To give them rest Therefore Paul concludes and says There are many that some Must enter therein." Verse 6 And there are many therefore a rest To the people of God In verse 9 that is why this lesson has been titled Longing for More, Longing for More Rest. In, the, in our longing for the remaining rest, we must avoid the failures of the ancient Israel. One thing we should note here again, that some are misapplying false arguments in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, 1-11. They are supplying this uh, argument to the fact that they seem to see this as a warranty to do away with the seven-day Sabbath. Remember the argument here is not about seven-day Sabbath. The seven-day Sabbath was brought in as evidence that God was able to accomplish and to complete what He began about creation. And so, if he has the power to also Give Israel rest, except for their unbelief. For the problem lies with Israel and not with God. God changes not, and those who still believe by faith eventually will attend this rest. So let's keep longing for more and more of the rest until we achieve it in the kingdom of God. In the memory verse of this week's lesson, Paul gives a very, very crucial warning. First uh, Corinthians Chapter 10 verse 6 say, Now these things took place as Examples for us That we might not desire evil As they Ancient Israel did And further again in other Scriptures it said These things were written As an example for us Those who are living in the end of time that We might avoid The pitfalls of Israel I want to appreciate us for being here and the Lord will bless you and as you keep on uh, receiving, accepting the gospel which is still being preached it is my prayer that you will obtain the true rest in God himself has offered his people and as you open your mind to receive this rest I pray that he will bless you richly We grant you physical rest and spiritual rest. This is my prayer. And from the Herald team, I pray it shall be well with you. God bless you. Thank you. Amen.